So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Okay. Shh. Yep. So, all my friends on the live cast and everybody here with me inside the room, shh. Last year, actually, back up. What did I say to you yesterday? I said to you, you need to do something iconic that brings you and your business more life and more energy. I said to you, we need to focus your concentration on one or two things that can cause you to double your business. So Vince, last year at the summit, I had two great gals from the great state of Texas up on stage and we had a panel and at the end of it, I challenged them both. And it was completely Gino impromptu. By the way, Gino Bafari, CEO of Home Services, right here in the front row. Good to see you, brother, as always. You got the vest going. I love it. Yes. I challenged these two gals in the moment. I'm like, I'm going to make a bet with these two. I'm going to see if they'd be willing, Lisa, to go from 41 and 51 or 55 listings taken in a year to go for, Shannon, 100 between October and August in one year. Do you guys want to get a little update? And then I asked the queen bee of them all, Edna Kimball, who listed like 176 homes last year to join in so all of us in this room could get some insights on how you can go from doing 40 or 50 listings in a year to 100 plus listings in a year. So let's bring them out, ladies. The ladies of listing domination. Come on out, girls. Grab a seat. Yes. Ooh, these are tall. Tall chairs. <laughs> Short people. All right. All right. So I would go somewhere in your notes where you can jot down a bunch of stuff because these ladies are killing it on the listing side. Tell them quickly who you are, where you're from, and we'll get into the numbers in a minute. Who you are, where you're from, right down the line. Yep. Sandy Payne, Fort Hood, Texas, just a little north of Austin. Okay. Fort Hood, Texas. Love it. D. Martin from Tyler, Texas, two hours east of here. Okay. Two hours east. And? Edna Kimball from Tahlequah, Oklahoma. All right, so we got the Midwest covered in droves right now. So let's just get right into it. Yeah. You two were on stage with me last year, right up here. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you should take 100 listings. You should take, and you looked at me like, Tom Ferry, what in the heck are you talking about? Yeah, you did kind of pull away. Yeah. So we want to get into how you did it. But maybe first, yeah. where were you last year and where are you now since the summit? Yeah, I did 54 listings last year, and I'm closing out today at 103 since Summit. 103 since Summit, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 hold on. 103 <laughs> from 54, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Right, right. Bananas. D, was it around June that I called you? Yes. Do you want to describe the phone call, or shall I? You describe it. And I'll admit that it was true. <laughs> <laughs> so I called Dean and I'm like, hey, Dee, just getting prepped for the summit. Just want to check in. Looks like Sandy's on track. How are you doing? And I said, 
I don't even know exactly what I said, but pretty much I was like, I'm dying. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was honestly super difficult for me. Um, we felt like we were spinning our wheels, spinning our wheels. We were like shotgun approach. We tried a million different things. I mean, we were moving, but we were at what, like 59 or something in June, early June or end of May or something. And um, at the end, we just kept following up though. And we kept, we just kept going. I mean. Okay, hold on. Yeah. She said to me, I feel like a loser. <laughs> I'm not going to get there. And Tommy, the year before she had 41, she's 59 already year to date. I'm like, sweetheart, you're on fire. You're killing it. She's like, but I'm not going to get to the bet. I'm like, I think you made more than the $10,000 though. It wasn't about the money. I didn't want to be the first person in history to come on here and go, I'm a loser. <laughs> so you're slightly competitive. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I'm, com I'm really competitive with myself, and so, right. and I honestly, I didn't want to let you down, and I didn't want to let my charities down, because what we decided to do was, if we won the $10,000, we were going to match it, and we were donating $5,000 $5, to four local charities that we had our followers select, and so then we drew names. That's awesome. And they're... They're awesome charities, and so we didn't want to. I didn't want to let them down either, and so that was kind of the thing. At the beginning, I was like, okay, I need something besides ten thousand dollars to drive me, and so I wanted to like figure out what is there that we can achieve. You know, what can I, we do with this and make it like give us fire? It's called putting your ass on the line. <laughs> Tell yeah. all of your clients, this is what I'm committed to, and I'm going to donate all this money. And now you have to do the work. There's no option. Right. right. How did you actually get to 100? Because I didn't think you were going to make it. Oh, And then yeah. I got a video. Okay, so a lot, if you look at our little chart, I know y'all won't be able to see it, but we have these coasters. Here, I'll show it. And this stuff is on the back, and there's, like, going to be a link. But on that chart, that graph, you can see, like, at the end, just whoosh. But all that was from follow-up, 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 follow-up. Didn't let go of the people that we started at the beginning that weren't ready, whatever. Kept going, kept going. And also, mirac okay, first of all, it's just God. But a builder that we love and had been talking to um, at the very, I don't know, this last month, I was like, okay, what do you got? What can I do? You know, I was just talking to him, and he said, where are you? And I said, I think we're at like 79, but we have four or five more coming, and they'll be in this week. And he said, I said, what do you have? He said, I have 20. I have, he goes, I have some lots. And I said, how many? And he said, 23. And I, I was like, that's going to push us over. And, um, and so I just started in like, okay, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. And, and he said, you know, I've had them all along, but I wasn't sure you were going to get there. He said, now that you're close, okay. And it, it was just that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I so pushed us. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> Before I'm going to come to your different approach, Edna, I text you and said, you've been doing a huge number of listings every single year for a long time. Will you talk to these girls and create a little mastermind? <laughs> so what was your first insight in this? And maybe what were some of the things you shared with them along the way? Honestly, they're, they're crazy good at what they do, but they're really, it was a mindset situation. 
she was like, I don't think it's possible. And I was like, then you're right, you know? So, but they took that and they were like, no, you're not right, you know? So they are definitely competitive, but I think it was a mindset for them. They had to believe it was possible. So was there a piece of advice you gave them to get over the disbelief? Um, I think I just said, suck it up and go do the work. <laughs> it's kind of what I tell my team, right? Right. It's what was the thing yesterday? Forget about the mood. You right. Know? So, yeah. That's, a, that's the very yeah. nice way to yeah. say it. Forget yeah. about the mood. Yes. <laughs> Forget the mood. Yeah. She was just super encouraging. And yes. Carolyn Young, too. Yes. And Carolyn, Carolyn Young, right. who we're going to see yeah. this after. Rock star. Yeah. So, Sandy, I think actually, Sandy's got some slides. Did they I give do. you a clicker? No, I just have one. Oh, it's all on one. Okay, perfect. All on so one. put the slide up and, and Sandy, I said, Sandy, like just walk <laughs> us through the process and then I'm gonna ask everybody the same question. So what are we looking at here? What are we seeing on the slide? Yeah, so to me, my biggest thing was I looked at it as 100 listings in 10 months. That's 10 a month, that's two and a half a week. And so I took it into like a bite-sized mindset piece and not focused on the 100 because it was super overwhelming. Um, but I thought two and a half a week, like I can do that. Like I've done that, that's no big deal. And if I just stick with that and put the processes and systems in place to just accomplish that, like I'm gonna make it to the end, like right up. And it was literally like two and a half a week, like right to the day. Awesome. Yeah. So you make it sound simple and everyone in this room knows it was hard. Mm -hmm. It was very Right hard. or wrong guys. Yeah. Right or wrong guys. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, what's just two and a half a week? But there might be someone in the room that has never listed a half a house or two and a half yeah. in a week, jokingly. Yeah. And, and what do you say to that person? What do they need to do to just start? Yeah. Just make the commitment and go. I think for me, like, I really didn't have to reinvent anything. Like, I already knew. I already had the knowledge from these opportunities and masterminds and just being a realtor. We know but I just had to say, okay, I have the knowledge. I need to just take it out and create a system and a process for my business that is gonna be almost on autopilot. Like it just, it just becomes a machine. Yes. And then, then the consistency, because I'll just give an example like expired. We're gonna start to see that a lot. And you know, okay, one expired today, I'll wait till tomorrow, I'll wait this week. Well, next thing you know, you've got like 50 expireds and now you're spending hours trying to process that. Mm -hmm. So if you just created those individual lead pillar systems and really fine tune them and just went at them every day, it was like a couple hours of work every day to cover what I needed. And then I could continue to grow my business and do other things and be with my clients. And Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work and the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. Okay, so I want to know from all three of you, and we'll go Edna first, then D. Was there something you had to stop doing to then take that many listings? Like something, like there's only so much time in the day. Right. Right? We only got so much, so many days, so many weeks. Mm -hmm. What did you have to stop doing? D, what did you have to stop doing? Mm -hmm. And then what did you start doing, as Sandy was just <laughs> saying? So same question for both of you. I stopped working with buyers. Was that hard? 
No. <laughs> what about with your past clients? Edna, we've known each other forever. Well, I mean, there's those special clients that I okay. still take out. But but if it's a you know just a blind call, nope, it goes to the team. Yeah. Don't, I mean, if you want to get listings, that's got to be your focus. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Can't chase two rabbits. Absolutely. Chase one and catch it. Absolutely. So so giving up buyers was that hard in the beginning? In the beginning, because I thought no one's going to do it like me, or the the client's going to not be happy. But what I did was I realized that if I send a cute fuzzy bunny, but they know that the bulldog is behind the cute fuzzy bunny, and I never got any complaints. I was wondering where you were going. I know. With the cute fuzzy bunny. I was like, <laughs> my team is really cute. So yeah, I saw one of them earlier. Really, yeah, yeah, Randy. So yeah. they're all really cute and young. And I was concerned. I had the limiting belief that you know, the client is not going to be happy unless it's me. Right. And honestly, they don't care as long as they get the house they want at the price they want. Right. And then if there was a hiccup, they knew that I was there and yeah. nobody, nobody missed me. Nobody cared. But when they're ready to sell, they still call me. So, Love it. Yeah, Love it. D, sure. Same question. What did you have to stop doing? Sandy was going into a lot of the hard charging, what she was doing. What did you have to give up? So we had two buyer's agents leave, move and go back to work. Um, and so all these leads were coming in and I, some of them are paid leads, whatever, you know. And so it was like, oh my gosh, I was working a lot of buyers midsummer because I had that responsibility of like, oh my gosh, I've, somebody's got to follow up. You know, I don't want to just like let these people go away because somebody needs to take care of them. And so at some point, probably after our talk, I was like, okay, I don't care what happens. Like y'all have to take care of this stuff. And I just started for sure passing everything off. And um, not, I did work with a few buyers that were past clients or whatever, but for the most part, I just had to go, okay, I, can, I have to focus on listings, the end, that's it. And so I just did. And, and I also, mindset is huge, obviously, but I kind of got to where, like, I just kind of, not that I didn't care, but I just had such confidence in, like, I'm the right agent, let's do this, blah, blah, blah. I would just go with, or make the phone call or whatever, um, you know, without like any fear. It was just kind of, I just got fearless. Like, let's just go. So this, I, were you in this morning when I had Andy and DJ yeah. and Lindsay and Tim, yeah. and Timmy was talking about fierce conversations. Andy was like, are you going to list your house tonight? What's it going to take to list yes. your house tonight? Yes. Yeah. How did your presentation skills change? Well, Sandy, what was different when you were trying to get the appointment, when yeah. you were trying to get the listing? What did you start to say differently, if anything? Well, I think it was how I decided to treat every call. Um, you touched on it the other day. It's a human. It's not a lead. And I think leads are kind of have this ghost face, and we kind of sell to them. But what happens when we start talking to our sphere or our past clients, like, maybe we kind of love on them. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to treat every person I call, every reach I make, every handwritten note that I send, I'm going to do it as if I have a relationship with this person already, and then they're going to feel that. They're going to like feel it when they open it. They're, they're like, wow, they took the time to like handwrite, no printed. It was laboring. Yeah. But I really feel it just sent my message to them. They knew exactly who they were going to get from the minute they started hearing from me, the minute they started receiving things from me. And I just really felt like you're like they're all my sphere. They are my business, they are my sphere. And I'm gonna love on them and treat them like we've been doing this together forever. That's a mindset. That's mm -hmm. a mindset. That's a mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
What about at the presentation? I mean, you got this bet. You got all these people counting on you. You got four charities, $5,000 each. Did you ever feel like you were in the pressure cooker moment sometimes on listing appointments? Um, you know, I think what I did was just what I always do um, because, but I just didn't have like that underlying nervousness. It was like, okay, on to the next one, on to the next one, on to the next one. But in that moment, I mean, honestly, there are people that I talk out of listing their house sometimes because it's not what's best for them. So I really genuinely do care about that person and that family. And so, I mean, I just treated them like I've always treated those presentations because you have to do a good job for that person in that moment, no matter what. But I just, I just had that in my gut. It was just like confidence. But that's the thing. It's offense, yeah. right? It's go. It's because you said something. You said, because I knew there was the next one and then the next one and then the next one. But sometimes when you don't have the next one in the future, you start doing stuff you shouldn't do, offering things you shouldn't, you know, reducing fees or what, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. What advice do you have for the person that wants to transition and, and do what these ladies and you've done for so long? If someone said, Edna, I listed 13 houses last year. You are my hero. What are the steps for me to go 13 to 30 to 60? Okay. Remind me how to do that. So probably my top five would be... Okay, I would write this down, guys. This is 176 <laughs> listings a year. She says top five. Glenda Baker, get your pen out. <laughs> okay, top five. One is your past clients. Every client should lead to another client. If you've closed the deal, who else are they sending to you? And it may be kind of like a backdoor thing where Bob calls and you always say, okay, Bob, yes, I'll be there tomorrow at six. Oh, by the way... Who sent you to me? And then they're like, Phil. Well, Phil never made a big deal about it, but, and if you're not getting that lead from Phil, you've done something wrong or you need to follow up. Every client should begat another client. Yes. Hands down. I moved to a town 20 years ago, was a new agent, didn't know anyone, and that's how I've built my business. So um, number two, is be the digital mayor, which is just something I've stolen, you know, from the ecosystem. And I'm not, I'm not the best at it. I've got mom jokes. I don't dance. I don't have any of the, the fun little stuff happening, but it's consistency. Mm -hmm. Be consistent and then operationalize what you're doing. So it's at this time on this day, I know who's supposed to do it. I know where it's supposed to be posted and it's everywhere. And you get to love on your past clients and your community through being the digital mayor. One of the things that we do is, I used to spend a ton of money to sponsor stuff, but now what I do is if the community, like Chamber of Commerce is doing Food Truck Friday, we go and shoot a video and then we post it everywhere. I didn't actually pay for any of it. And then, but people are calling me, even the chamber, and saying, thank you so much for helping us, da-da-da-da-da. So you get to love on your clients and on the community by being the digital mayor. And I think it's really like my responsibility to be in front of as many clients as possible so they can choose me because there's a lot of bad listing agents out there. Yes. You know, the ones where there's two photos and it's from the car, you know, and you can see the rear view mirror, you know, it's, it makes me crazy. Um, let's see, number three is Google My Business. Everybody, why would you not be doing that? Right. Like it's an average of 60 calls a month. 
where they clicked on and called me and I'm speaking to them. There was no in-between party or no referral fee. It's just, it's, ama it's amazing. So your Google My Business um, and the website aspect of it that comes with it. So you've gotta be doing it if you're not doing it. Um, and I am not techie at all. And so it's a huge excuse if you're saying, I don't know how to do any of that. It's, it's just go talk to your coach and if you don't have a coach, dummy, go get a coach. <laughs> it's, it's too huge, it's too huge. Um, let's see, number three, I totally forgot number where I'm four. at. Number four, okay, good, I'm getting through these pretty quickly here. Number four, mega open houses. Easy, guys, it's, it's a no-brainer. If you don't have a sphere of influence, you don't have a COI, you don't know anyone, just go, they will come to you. That's the crazy part. You open the door and they come in. Like just love on them, get to know them, see what you can do to help them and then they will help you. And number five is kind of your COI. And I think the thing with that is just don't be a jerk. I get so many leads from everyone in my COI, whether it's an attorney, um, a title person, an appraiser, other realtors. Last year, I listed five homes that belong to licensed realtors. So don't be a jerk. I mean, just be professional and make it. It's not about you. I say that to my team all the time. It's not about you. Don't be annoyed or upset if they're not ready to do it with you at that moment. Just keep following up until they are ready because you may get 23 listings <laughs> from one client. So those are, those are my top five. I love it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to answer that. I'm ready to answer that. How do I win at the table? Go. I actually, I'll say that I really increased my game before I even got to their house. So I was on Zoom calls with them. I was on FaceTime with them. I was sharing all kinds of digital information, sending them lots of emails, the presentation. So I would say, um, I'm just going to say, like, I would say 95% of the listings I already had. It was just the formality of going. Good. That's to amazing. the house now. Yeah. Um, one, and I'll touch on the social media, I had one super fun call. It was a husband and he said, is this Sandy? Yes, it's Sandy. Um, okay, my wife is obsessed with you on Instagram and we're ready to sell our house and I have no other choice. <laughs> so I went to their house. I thought, oh my God, that's like so, that's, that's fun. And then I went to their house and I went into the kitchen and this woman is standing there and just like, staring at me and I'm like hey and she's like you're like you're real you're like you're in my kitchen <laughs> and I was like yeah here I are you gonna do the, are you gonna do the video are you gonna do all the things like is all my stuff gonna be on I can't wait to see it it was just really really cool but I think that that building that relationship being true to who you are being vulnerable someone talked about like it was me standing there you know and I think building that relationship and really it goes both ways that, that ghost lead, I'm, I'm a ghost to them if, if all I am is a voice or a piece of mail. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that in exchange, I'm gonna act to you really personally, but I want you to really personally connect with me as a person and know who I am so I'm not just another phone call or just another potential spam number coming through. I love that, I love that. Okay, I gotta do something really quick. So. Hell yeah. Who's getting the money? <laughs> Yes. Yes. I like yes, big yes. ass checks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
Thank you so much. Awesome. Congratulations. All right, we got a segue. Can we give these three ladies a well-deserved giant round of applause? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to pitch those out? It's I will. got info on there. I will, I will. Congrats. Congrats. That's what I'm handing out. Oh, perfect. Perfect. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.